If it's brown, it's down. <laughs> so can you hear me fine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So far, so far, so far, so far. Holy crap, I can't talk. This is going to be a hellacious podcast. Oh, look, there's... There's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, I can see it works on me. But you look good, Randy. <laughs> wow, you need to not drink so much <laughs> this yeah, early in not the day. In the studio drunk right I now. mean, I mean <laughs> making passes at people. <laughs> I mean, you look good on the radio. <laughs> no, that's part of the beauty of the podcast. Right? We, have, we have the faces for it. <laughs> so. Oh, good Lord Almighty. <laughs> if only I could sing. Huh? <laughs> Can't you? Give it a um, shot. Yeah, let's hear it. Just because I can't sing doesn't mean I don't sing. <laughs> well, then even better. Even better. <laughs> Give it a shot. Let's hear you. I, I started singing King of the Road once in a while. But Do you? Yeah, I don't know all the words, though. <laughs> what words do you know? Let's hear it. Trailers for sale or rent. <laughs> he laughs. Then once laughs. in a while, I laugh at myself when I'm singing. I know every lock that ain't locked when no one's around. <laughs> I don't think that's exact, but it's close. It's close. Oh my goodness gracious sakes. Yep. Well, if anybody's still out there listening, this is the Renegades on Dirt podcast, the Northern Renegades Sprint Car Series podcast brought to you by Palmer's Tavern out of downtown Hibbing, Minnesota. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink. Hey, I got it right this week. (laughs) And the Old World Meats Snack Sticks from Residlo's Old World Meats down in Hermantown, Minnesota. Tonight in the studio with Kaylee and I, we've got the driver of the number 56 sprint car from some little hole outside of Grand Rapids. (laughs) He doesn't live that far from me. (laughs) Actually, where I live, we don't have a township name. It's just... It's just there. Yeah. (laughs) So from the middle of nowhere, Mr. Josh Brayford. How you doing, Josh? Not bad. How are you doing? I'm surviving, you know, so far. Well, it's uh, good going to be a short winter, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> you got that on mute now? <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, you are ridiculously loud in my ears, though. So uh, awesome. That's uh, pretty sweet. I'll just turn oh, you down a little. You there you go. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like the music back up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not doing that tonight. No. Anyway, Josh, <laughs> welcome to our illustrious studios. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good, good. We're happy to have you. Um, what's been going on? What's uh, what's new in Josh's world? Well, it's uh, it's actually getting kind of excited to do some ice fishing this winter, which is really weird because I'm kind of a fair weathered fisherman. Yep. And you don't get ice in fair weather. <laughs> not not often. No, but my, <laughs> not safe ice anyway. Well, there is no such thing, right? But my son wants to do some spearing, so I've been. Kind of really getting excited about that. So awesome, awesome. Well, there gonna be plenty of ice this year, hopefully. So actually, I kind of turned different direction with my career and working for myself now. So yeah, wilderness repair, right? Is that, yeah. that the, that's yeah. the, the official name? Yeah, yeah, wilderness repair on the yeah. out, outskirts of Grand Rapids. And if that keeps going well, I'm gonna have it some will. free time. <clears throat> I actually want to get into downhill skiing again. I used to do that when I was younger. Really? I hope you're better at that than you're singing. A little bit, not much. <laughs> uh, we don't know that anymore. It's been a while. Said, right? so, I got to get in the start, ski boots. Start on though. the bunny hill, though, but <laughs> we don't, we don't want to lose the car. 
Do you spin out as much doing that? <laughs> I do, actually. It's really kind of hard to keep those going straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the point, right? When you're downhill skiing, you uh, you you don't want to just go perfectly straight. No, because you'll, you'll be go, going like you a go, thousand yeah, miles really fast. <laughs> Which is not handy if you're not good at stopping. Right. Well, eventually you run out of hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually there's a chalet, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Uh, to kind of introduce your who you are to our guests, um, you and I went to high school together, um, and you raced a mini stock back back in the day. Yeah, and your dad was a racer, and is also a current racer with the Northern Renegades. Yeah, and uh, so now he can't tell you how to drive anymore. Oh, you'd be amazed how much he tells me how to drive. <laughs> Still, I can't believe what a good driver he is. <laughs> Oh, that's great. We Why do we get him on here? We were talking about it even. I was on the phone with him when I was leaving the shop to come over here, and he was still giving me pointers. Yeah. Tell me I need like 15 more throttle well, just, springs. And Just think just think how I know my uh, my 10-year-old is ridiculously smart in his own mind right now. And, uh, in fact, just, uh, just the other day, uh, he was watching his first Western with my mom, right, to like old gun smoke or something. And uh, um, he said, you know, Grandma? It was legal back then for people to kill each other, and she said, "No, no, no, it wasn't. No, they didn't. It wasn't legal, but you know, it happened. And but you know, they they could escape. They were just a lot harder to harder to catch back then. There wasn't you know the police and whatever." And he said, "No, no, it was legal." And she said, "So you've watched one, one, one uh, western in your entire life, and now you're an expert." And he said, "Yeah." Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's that, that's how. So I imagine that the young Josh Brayford was also uh, uh, probably fairly competent in what he knew, and uh, so so maybe that's where the old man's getting back at you now. Yeah, well the thing is, my dad actually is a really good race car driver and equipment so operator. I probably should listen to him. <laughs> once and, once in a great while it does help I, I try really hard but that right foot just go, wants to go down go out of your way <laughs> yep. yep he says he says you need to slow down a little bit to go faster i said no what i need is more traction that's well and and it goes a lot better with the wings so far oh right? way better with the wings yeah no it's uh so well i mean before we get too far along um randy did one did you didn't you probably didn't know josh before right not really, no. No. So, uh, so Josh and Dave are probably the handiest people um, that I've ever met. No, Red Green. You need to meet Red Green. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, in the same vein, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Red Green. That, that what a great show. But I learned everything I know from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, but if I was ever stranded with absolutely nothing um, and needed to, uh, you know, monkey red. Well, I mean, pick a job, you know, uh, regrind a crankshaft and a excavator, um, you know, in the middle of the woods with, a, you know, nothing but a stick and, and uh, you know. Two pieces of stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh and I were back and going in no time. You know, I mean, if it's a main bearing, you don't need them all. You just got to plug the hole. There you go. See? That's what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, but what do you use to plug that hole? An earplug, I don't care. <laughs> Spoken from experience, you know that. You is know that, the, that that's true. Is that the neoprene ones or the soft silicone? Well, if you pound a wood stick in there, the crankshaft will hold the stick in. Well, there is that. See? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, in order for you to truly understand who our guest is, 
that's I think the first thing that you have to know about him is that I mean he's I mean he's ridiculously smart. He's ingenuitive, if, if that's the way that you say that word. Um, uh, can, I'll ask my daughter later. <laughs> right. Um, he's a family man, a man of God. I mean, there's uh, there's so many good good ways I could use to describe Josh and and uh, and your family. Um, but that's the most striking thing to me. Aside from you're really entertaining, but uh, well, just, I'm gonna have to stretch my hat out here. <laughs> but <laughs> just the fact that uh, I mean, he can make something out of nothing. I mean, uh, you decided that uh, you were gonna do the sprint car thing, um, and what where did you build your your sprint car the first time? Or your, when, my, you, when you put it together in my driveway, yeah, in three feet of snow, because it snowed like every other day that. Why spring. didn't you put it in your garage? I don't have a garage. There you go. I this told, is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I told my wife like 12 years ago, as soon as we have a garage, I'm buying a sprint car. Well, then I got a sprint car. I'm like, we can't afford a garage now. <laughs> well, but not just because of the sprint car, just so we're clear. <laughs> but, but no. <laughs> no, because I changed careers at the same time. Right. So. Right. And so, uh, so now you have the wilderness repair. Um, and things are going... Actually... You know, I didn't know what I was going to do next week. Yep. And then by the end of this week, next week is full. Yep. And that's the way it's been going for the last three, four months. It's, yep. it's kind of nerve-wracking because I don't know what I'm going to do next spring. But, you know, something's going to come up. Absolutely. It just sucks that I have to uh, make hay off somebody else's bad luck. But well, that, but it, well, it's good luck. I mean, you helped me with my mother-in-law's truck. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that we've got some more projects coming your way. But, um you know, I, I certainly wouldn't say it's other people's misfortune that you're, I mean, that, thank goodness that you're available. Uh, you know, I, I know that there's not a lot of options and I know like just the deals you've given us are, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to go through a business class, you know, we'll have to come over and give you a hand, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think you're probably saving as many people as, uh, you know, I, I, I highly doubt that anybody that leaves the wilderness repair feels like they got taken. Well, I am, uh, <laughs> I am kind of a people person. Yep. And I've had business people tell me that. Um, I tell people, you know, the downfall I'm going to have is I like people more than I like money. And they told me when your Means rent is perfect due. perfect race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one guy told me when your rent is due and uh, you're going to realize that nobody else cares. Yep. And that's going to change. Well, I haven't gotten to that point yet because I've been so busy. Yep. That my rent's due. I, there's money in the checking account. I can pay it. And as long as that's possible and I can still have make a living out of it, I'm still going to like people more than I like money. That's awesome. So I'll never get rich at it, but I'm having fun doing it. Well, and, and you know, you know God will provide, right? He will. I mean, that's the same, same thing for, for, like, you know, this stuff for next week. That's, that's just the way that it works. He has been my whole life when I was working pipelines. We get laid off from a pipeline job. You don't know when the next one's going to start. Right. And it seems kind of weird that the same week my checking account hits like a hundred bucks, my phone rings with a job to go to. Right. It's right. just weird that way. No, that's that's the way that it works. So that's why you don't have to don't have to worry. You just got to work hard. So, but uh, anyway, so for the background side, <laughs> that's uh, that's who Josh is. He's a very hardworking family man. Um, he give you the shirt off his back, um, and everything else probably off his back just to to see that you had what you needed. So. So, I mean, not, so, not, not sure how a, far you want to go with that. <laughs> we could not find a better addition to the Northern Renegade Sprint Car Series or to you know the UMSS or any of the, the five other series that we have. I mean, these are 
these people, Josh being a great example, are the best people you can come across. Well, thank you, Keely. And and another group that brings the family with every time they go. Right. Yeah. Uh, your wife and kids are always with you at the racetrack. Well, I know um, the series has to make money to stay going, so I'm trying to do my part to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, okay, just try another story. I just want to race. <laughs> I just want a place to race, and I can't afford to do it uh, on my own, so. Right. No, so um, what uh, – explain how uh, how you ended up in a sprint car. How how'd you get back in there? Well, actually, let's back up a little further. How did you get out of racing? Where, where did, you know, give me a little timeline of your, uh, your racing career. You know, we were in high school and you're racing on main stock and then you graduated and, and you were racing and then you weren't. And so, well, so I gotta go through all that quick. I ran many stocks until I graduated. And then after I graduated, I got into the mod fours cause we voted them in handily into our racetrack association. And, um, those cars are so much fun to drive. For the 200 horsepower or whatever they have, it don't sound like much, but they are fun to drive. And um, I, I started out a field filler, and I got sick and tired of that, so I built my own car. And I started with a bare chassis, and I built my own mounts and everything, and I built the car to be light and be fast, which is funny because my, dad, my dad's looking at my car when I was building it, and he goes, you know, that thing's not going to last you very long the way you drive it. <laughs> <laughs> Always, Dave is very compassionate. <laughs> I said, well, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, Which is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, Challenge accepted. It's funny because he was right. I hmm. bent that thing like the third time I drove it. Yeah. But it was uh, I built it light to be fast, and you know, I was really actually competitive with that. And I thought, man, this is just where I'm going to be. I'm going to run Mod 4s until I can't anymore. And, and uh I got married and the, I kind of ran out of money at mid-season and well, that's nothing new. I always ran out of money by the end of the season, but I ran out of money at mid-season and then used up all my parts and I was over at Ken Roan's house. Yep. We had that Thunder in the Pines weekend. The first time we had that was a doubleheader and I, I pumped so much oil out my breather, I started myself on fire. And uh, like, like you were literally on fire. The car, was the, fire. the car was rolling flames coming off the racetrack from the oil burning off the header. Wow! And uh, I ended up had broken rings on two cylinders. So we brought the car over to Kenny's house that night because he had a shop to work in. <laughs> <laughs> hard to see. Hard to, the tree doesn't provide a lot of light. <laughs> at nighttime (laughs) i pulled i pulled the pistons out and i found the two that were had broken rings on them and uh we're scrounging around in kenny's shop and he found i was running why it's called pistons and he found two pistons they were keith blacks i said well that's close enough and uh they're pistons all right i'll take them it was number it was number two and three so they're on opposite sides so they'll balance each other there you go yeah Oh Lord! Uh, I, <laughs> and if they wouldn't have, you would have just taken like four and moved it to two, and that would have been. Well, yeah, you got to balance a motor, <laughs> yeah, Kaylee. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. But uh, that's a tech, <laughs> engine tech corner with Josh Brayford. <laughs> Speed secrets. Oh, good Lord Almighty! <laughs> the problem was his motors were all thirty over, and mine was forty. Oh. So they didn't work. They didn't. They made the show, but it wasn't good. Yep. But that was the end of 2002, and 2003, I tried it again. I built another engine, 
And I just, I didn't have enough money to really keep my program going because I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. I just got out of college and I'm getting married. So I was saving money for that. College for diesel. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yep. And then, you know, when you're trying to do something, you don't have enough money to do it. It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And it seemed like every time I thought I was going to have a good night, something broke or fell off the car. And <laughs> we went to, <laughs> we went to Bemidji I've one there. night. <laughs> <laughs> The rules back then was if we had 18 cars or more, we ran 20 laps. But if we had eight, less than 18 cars, we ran 15 laps. We went to Bemidji one night, and we had 17 cars. And Brian Strand was promoting a track at that time. And he goes, you guys, uh, you have 17 cars. Do you want to go 20 laps? And I said, no, 15. And he's, somebody else said, 20. And I said, no, we're going 15 laps. Somebody else says, 20. I said, we only got 17 cars. We're only going 15 laps. And I was adamant about it. And somebody says, why do you only want 15 laps? It's because on lap 16, something is going to fall off this car that I will need to finish the race. <laughs> I actually thought you were going a different direction there. <laughs> Lauren Inman used to tell me back in his younger days, like he didn't have enough fuel to make like the whole night of racing, or at least to make weight. So when he'd start getting low on fuel, he'd start adding lead to the car because he, he didn't have any fuel to put in and couldn't afford it anymore. So I th- actually thought you were going like, I don't have enough fuel to get to eat. <laughs> no, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect it is. So many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so when you when it quits being <clears throat> you start thinking that every time something goes wrong, it's somebody else's fault too. Yep. And uh, so many nights it was – it was I didn't fit in anymore. I didn't I wasn't competitive. I was trying really hard to win races because, the harder that you try. Yeah. I won so many races in two thousand one and two thousand two and then two thousand three comes along and I couldn't buy a heat race even. It was so tough. And I was getting down I got down towards the end of the season and um it seemed like every time I thought, Okay, everything is staying together, I'm running like second or third, somebody would wipe me out. Somebody would spin out in front of me or somebody would drive over me to get, and it's just, finally I started hitting people back. Yep. And when you start hitting people back and you start getting fined and black flagged, and then pretty soon the racetrack doesn't want you there anymore, well, right. they get rid of you. Yep. And it wasn't really, I mean, it was my fault. I was hot-headed back then. And, A ramrod. <clears throat> yeah, well. I kind of like Billy Matstorf had on the back of his car one time at Superstock. His first Superstock said, I rock you roll. Yep. And he, he meant that. Yep. <laughs> so I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I was kind of racing that way. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't ram my way to the front, but if somebody faster than me ran their way by me, they weren't going to finish the race either. Yep. And I ended up with a $1,000 fine. And uh, it was kind of a, you know, I got ran over while I was running third. And I, we didn't do that, the leader out front stuff back right, then. Right, yeah, the Delaware double farm. Yeah, and the car leading the race was not fast, but he was in the front. And uh, I'm not going to say any names, but the guy on the outside of the front row who was running second was fairly quick, but I was faster than him. Yep. And uh, while well, I built my motors cheap, so I geared <laughs> down and wound them up. Yep. So it was like everybody else is in third gear, I was in second gear. Mm-hmm. So I started really good. So I pushed the leader down the front straightaway, pushed him all the way into the corner, and I let go of him when we got to the corner. But the car on the outside didn't expect me to be there. 
and he came down. Tried to cross over. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he came down. I pushed that car so hard into the corner that he kind of slide jobbed the second place guy. Mm-hmm. And the second place guy came down and ran over my right front. And then the, the guy behind me drove through me, a really good friend of mine, drove through me because then I was sideways. And, yeah. And I thought, man, what a jerk. You know, I just. <clears throat> so I didn't get a caution. I landed on the infield, took off. The leader passed me. My buddy passed me. And then the guy that ran over my right front tire passed me. And I caught him. So I got even with him. Yep. And I wound up with a $1,000 fine and a year suspension for that. Well deserved, you know. Looking back, <laughs> yep. Okay, but <laughs> they were uh, about four years later. They were kind of down on cars, and I went to the racetrack after the heats were done, so I didn't have to pay to watch the features. And then I went down to the pits afterwards. <laughs> no wonder racetracks can't make any money. <laughs> I went down to the pits afterwards, and they told me um, the board had a meeting, and they told me later that they'd let me come back and have me on probation. Mm-hmm. And just uh, they waived the fine, but have me on probation because I'd already had so many years off. And, and I thought about it. No, I didn't want to get back into that same mentality I was in earlier, where it's you spend every dollar you got, mm-hmm. and everything goes every time something's going good, everything else goes wrong, and it just it wasn't fun. And that's uh, unfortunately that's where you you know young racers are finding themselves more often than not nowadays and the amount of money that you had put in <clears throat> versus what what they're putting into these cars nowadays oh yeah so uh, i mean i spent all my money on my race car yep back then i did yep. right now i don't but back then i spent all my money on my race car and when I, once i started winning races i thought i was just I, it was right. awesome it was fun it right. was worth spending all this money <clears throat> then when i quit winning races i was spending money i didn't have and I, I mean, well, and that's unfortunately I, what I see now. Um, and part of the reason that we, we went with this was because uh, there's so many people that are spending money only because they've already spent money. So they've already yeah. overspent. They already spent more than they should have, uh, more than their discretionary income. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, they didn't get the results. Um, but now they're in. I mean, now they've, they've gone this far. So they feel like it's just that that motor or that that other frame or those shocks and, yeah and so they spend again and they spend again and where that ends um is either you know you lose your family and everything else or you <coughs> get disgruntled and quit and you you know you accept pennies on the dollar for what you have in or something you know it's not they're they're very rarely does it seem like uh we end up losing them anyway uh for whatever reason and well, and uh, that's that's the, the main thing that we're trying to combat right there. The the night I knew I had an addiction was the night I went to buy fuel. I went to the parts trailer, brought my empty gas can up there, and before he'd filled my gas can, he made me pay for last week's gas. Yeah. And I said, I paid you last week. He said that he goes, that check bounced. Ah. And I said, oh, well, I don't have any cash. Will you take a check? <laughs> And he did. <laughs> Again, I think we just like, a couple of podcasts ago. We uh, we said because uh, it was Gessner was talking about giving us a check for the arrive and drive, and I actually said on there, I said, "Well, that's good. You weren't racers, because we don't take no checks from the racers for sure." <laughs> but but yeah, no. I mean, we've all. I mean, unfortunately, all of us that have raced, um, and I I think you, Randy, would probably agree. Oh yeah. Um, 
you get to that point where it's, you know, you're, and I, I guess the only way I was ever able to rationalize it was I've already spent this much, like it would be silly not to, you know, put a new tire on now. So, and that's, you know, that's part of what's really hurting the, the supply side as far as race cars. Right. Oh, well, I already got 18 grand in this car. What's 200 bucks for a tire, right? Well, exactly. Exactly. You know, you're not going to put the tire on now that you're, uh, you're at this point and you actually have a chance, but I mean, you watch guys put, uh, new tires on when they start in the front and then old tires on when they start in the back. I mean, actually really you'd you'd need the new tire more when you're in the back probably you right. got a long way to go you know but it just so you know economic decisions but uh but with these cars as long as you can square the edge get a square edge on your tread right you don't need the tread to be deep right and i know probably three or four people that have tire groovers i mean you can just go at you they'll come and groove your tire for you if you need to you know right. i mean everybody is helping everybody in i actually day. put up i learned at the end of the year i could put a five blade on <clears> and i could make the tread deeper again by just going in like the natural ones like there's <laughs> yeah. enough rubber there you can take another you know uh, eh, man, not quite an eighth probably but you can you can actually yeah cut out the centers one more time and uh, and make her yeah but you're cheating because you're still using the late model stuff <clears throat> what do you mean? <laughs> Lay model that was my tire groover. And stuff? Yeah. Oh, no oh, wonder yeah. you're so fast. <laughs> yeah, we got top technology. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so much experience. That guy's got a $600 tire groover. Now, so do all the other Lay model guys, and they can't groove in sight. So there you go, right? So that's that's where that went. <laughs> I know who's grooving my tires next year then. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you the groover I got in the garage. I actually have a groover now. Well, I have one in my possession. I didn't pay for it yet. But. How much? <laughs> how much of it did you fabricate? None of it. It just came this way. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the old style, like where it gets hot? Yeah. Like it, you, you let it warm up or whatever. Yeah. yeah those are cool. So, I have a cyper. I was gonna make a cyper, and then I'm looking at cypers. They're like sixty bucks. I said. I couldn't spend three hours making a cypher for 60 bucks. Right. So I bought it. Welcome to today's economics. Yeah, right? on right. Amazon. <clears throat> right. No, no, that's, uh, that's the way it works today. I, back then, you would have said 60 bucks. Well, I, I could yeah. spend three days on it. Right. <laughs> well, I spent most of a day making a gas pedal. Yep. And they're 20 bucks. Right. Whoops. But I saved 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then how many arrows did you buy? How many arrows? Yeah. I make those. <laughs> oh my See? lord! See? <laughs> okay, so so you're you're out of racing now, and you decided when you were actually able to come back in, you decided to stay out. So yeah. then what happened? Well, there we're fast forward mean? a couple more years here. Were you mean like five years after I was out of racing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, when, when when they told me I could come back? No, no. So you so they said you could come back. Yeah. Um, you decided you were not going to, right? So yeah. that's basically the end of the racing story until well, I knew um, show. yeah, pretty much. No, we my wife was really she really loved the sprint cars. When we met, it was like our third or fourth time to a racetrack. We went to Superior and watched the IRA Outlaws. Okay, hold on. So, what? How many dates did you take her to the racetrack? Bef like, give me like okay, first ten dates. How many of them were like the woods, the racetrack, fishing? You know. I'm not talking like movies and. <laughs> Our first date was at a go kart track. There you go. Oh, good lord! The go kart track in Savage, where they go like 50. Pro kart. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good place. Yeah. She. Huh? She. I never crashed. saw a lot of women hanging out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no but... Apparently, Josh got the only one. <laughs> then our, our second... the zippers aren't long no, enough. <laughs> we. We met that like before that. That was our first date. 
Okay. Not really our first date, but our first time doing something together. Yeah. Because it was <laughs> so kind so of a, like, you want to go on a date? Sure. What do you want to do? I don't know. I'll kick your ass at poker, though. <laughs> yeah. you know, second thing we did was... Uh, Kaylee just earned a bleep. Second thing we did... Second thing we did was downhill skiing, so... Okay. That was exciting, too. Yep. So, anyways... um. I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> so I went in a couple oh, yeah. directions on you, but sprint car racing. Yeah, so we, so you know, she fell in love with sprint cars, and then well, first was late models and hibbing. Yep. She wanted she wanted me to race late models. I said I she can't. There's not much. I said there's no way. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday when I'm rich and famous. But first, I got to get famous. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then rich. And yeah. then we went to Superior and we watched the IRA Outlaws. And we're just walking up to the grandstands, and they're qualifying, and all you see is a wing go by like nine million miles an hour. Right. And she's like, "Whoa, when are you gonna race those?" <laughs> when she I can afford. Wants you, she wants you. You're expendable at this point. Faster than she wants you in it. So when okay, I can so, afford. So this is all Stephanie's fault. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> I told her when I can afford two late models, I can get a four ten wing sprint car. Yep. But. I mean, she loved them. She loved the sprint cars. And uh, it's kind of funny. We'd go and watch the 410 cars. And then a couple weeks later, we went to Brainerd and watched the Wysota Sprints. So that's a while ago. Yeah. And she says, well, these aren't even sprint cars, are they? Like, she could tell the speed difference between the Wysota Sprints and the 410 cars and the sound difference. Yeah. And then uh, while I started pipelining and... Either you have a lot of money or you have a lot of time, but you never have both. both right. And I, I was shopping around for sprint car stuff, and I talked to Horse Thief, and, you know, he told me how much it cost to be competitive in, like, the Northern Outlaws with a 360 motor. And, man, I could probably afford that until I tried racing it because you only have time to race when you're not working. Right. And you go broke so fast. Right. So – we went down to World of Outlaw show. We chased the World of Outlaws one summer. Every time they were within five hours of home, we went and watched them. And we went down to Cedar Lake and watched World Outlaws, and they had the traditional sprints. Ron had his traditional sprints there, and they only had six cars. Mm-hmm. And I don't this know. probably 2011, 2012-ish. Yeah, somewhere in there. And somebody told me what the engines were, and I said, I could afford that. And somebody said, that a right rear tire lasts eight shows or something like that and i said boy i could do that yep. i told stephanie i could i could afford one of those and she goes it's not a sprint car though is it <laughs> <laughs> so she's a 410 snob <laughs> i said it sure is i said it's a sprint car i could afford to run and she goes but there's no wing on it i said oh yeah well that was you know a lot more time passes pretty soon i'm at the home show and Kaylee's got his car at the home show, and we went as a family, and I kind of went on my own because, hey, <laughs> there's a sprint car here. Wait, it doesn't have a wing. What is that? <laughs> Does that qualify as a sprint car still? Stephanie, yeah. yeah. So I, I sat in Kaylee's car to see if I'd fit in one, and I had my daughter take my picture. We sent it to my wife, said, look what I bought. She responded, no, you didn't. Yeah. And Kaylee told me he had a roller for sale. So – Short story long, I ended up <laughs> going back to the home show with a trailer to yep. get that roller, <clears throat> and I was way more excited about it than my wife was. Well, yeah, it didn't have a 410 and a wing. Right, and which is, which is, I mean, she was totally supportive 
way more than I probably would have been if somebody wanted to spend a lot of my money right. <laughs> on something I wasn't excited about. Right. But anyways, um, we were in Bemidji, at our second show in Bemidji last year, and we're on our way home, and I, I started on the front row, and I finished on the back row, and I told nobody was real excited going home that night, and I said, you know, I'm going to get good at this. I'm, I'm going to get better at this, and it's going to be fun. And uh, Stephanie was not really excited acting. She was trying to be supportive, of course, because she's awesome that way. And she's awesome a lot of ways, but she was trying to be supportive. And I said, what if I had a 410 and a wing? <laughs> That's how she responded. She just started laughing. I'm like, there it is. I need a 410 motor and a wing. <laughs> That's it. I had a wing. I actually had a real nice set of green wings. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah, right up until they got put on somebody else's car. He borrowed them to a guy, and yeah, never got them back. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't necessarily want them back after that. I'm, I'm sure you could still get them back. Yeah, no, they're still there. <laughs> no, that's kind of a funny deal, too, because we were at an archery banquet, and and uh, I was going down to Olivia to get a bunch of sprint car parts that spring, and that guy called me up. Or sent me a text message you want wings and i said not really because i didn't want i didn't want to get too deep into something and then find out man i can't do this it's just too hard and uh my wife i i told my wife that guy's got a set of wings he says they're really cheap and she goes what would you tell him i said not really and she goes are you nuts <laughs> so, I Obviously. so i texted him back i said yeah we'll take those wings what do you got to have for him and he says nothing get them out of my yard i'm like i'll be there tomorrow <laughs> perfect <laughs> she didn't send you that night for him no she let me sleep in even <laughs> no I, I had to wait i had to wait till i could go to the bank <laughs> put some money in the checking account that was, that was for the other parts then. So. yeah yeah so, yeah, you got to pay for the gas in the truck somehow. Yeah. So we got, <laughs> I wanted to race wings, but I I didn't want to wreck my motor trying to run with the, back then, two years ago, it was the, the Midwest Power Series. Yeah, which, and, is, which is still a thing, but yeah. that's the 360s, which is, you know, they were down to a handful of cars at most shows. And they're like 700 horsepower 360s or a little under. I mean, yeah, your entry level, I mean, you know, $10,000 engine. Yeah. That's that's if you don't want to be competitive, right? You know? I mean, so I I've got one of those in my shop. I'm trying to sell right now. <laughs> right, there's the plug. There's the plug. If you need a good 360, John it is a right. it's a really strong running horse thief motor, and it's probably not going to drive you from the back to the front with the Northern Outlaws, but it will run you competitively with them. Yep. But that's what it takes to run with them guys. A ten or fifteen thousand dollar motor, and uh, I knew my motor wasn't going to do it. So I didn't really want to put the wings on and go pretend. Yeah. So uh, I kind of, nope, I was actually happy when you bent my wing. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the least I can do. <laughs> because the urge to put it on and go race wasn't there anymore. Right. It wouldn't have matched your car anymore. No, I, I, I had to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> so when they changed the wing rules uh, to run our engines, right. I instantly put an ad on uh, exchanging or sprint car exchange or whatever that is and got a wing yeah but it is so much more fun <laughs> <laughs> when you can hook that thing up it is amazing what that wing does for right, you right right so um a little background what josh is uh is talking about the uh 
the Northern Renegades right now is a wingless sprint car series. The UMSS has the, you know, we call them traditionals, the wingless cars. And yeah. then um, they did have the, the regular 360s, which was also the Midwest Power Series, um, which has since split off. Um, but last year, um, Ron actually had called one day and said, you know, because they were having such a poor amount of cars that weren't able to show up anymore because of, you know, the economic reasons we just discussed. Um, he had a couple tracks that are actually canceling shows. And, of course, he was pretty bummed. Um, and I said, you know, this is probably, uh, you've hated the series for a while. I mean, hated the concept and the fact that whenever they did offer any money to win, you would get a handful of professional teams would blow through the door, take all the money. And then all the guys that were supporting the series would barely make the show. And that's what happened at St. Cloud. They had one guy there that had his crap together and the, and four or five guys there that were there were regular guys. Yeah. yeah and that one guy put three quarters of the lap on second place. Right. He, well, and you're talking, you know, with the wing, um, you know, for our audience that doesn't know, um, it's just downforce. I mean, yeah. it just, the, you know, everything that you have is so much more usable because of that wing. So if you have a 150 horse more than everybody else, because you have a 25 or, or $40,000 360, I mean, they, the motors in Knoxville, my understanding, um, if you want to run Knoxville, just on a 360, you're, you're talking $60,000 for a motor. Yeah. So, and that's not yeah. even a 410. That's that's a 360. So, and actually, you can run 410s cheaper than you can run 360s. I hear. Um, yeah. Just because you can build an 800 horsepower 410 cheaper than it can build a 700 horsepower 360. Right. Right. But you know, I think if you're running, you know, 410 stuff and and trying to win with them, I mean, yeah. now you're you're 60 plus easily. You know, so it's just not realistic for regular people anymore. But uh, so so he. He called me that day anyway, though, and I and I told him I said, you know, this might be the day that you remember because now you don't have a choice. Now you got to do something. You got to get rid of them. They you can't even race them anywhere. You know, um, that they're dropping, and uh, um, so that's you know he started working on this rules package. But now, so you can take and we actually have it on our proposal this year, and we'll probably do a couple exhibition races, and it's coming. Um, but you can actually take a set of wings and a four barrel carburetor and put them on your traditional northern renegades ready sprint car but you and i approved wing racing you and i approved you don't need a four barrel carburetor no no we actually ran our two barrels <laughs> last year and, and uh um josh had i mean you got well, what third or fourth 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 in, in cedar lake and it's funny because i didn't know the rules for that weekend and i didn't want to change carburetors back and forth so i went down with my two barrel on because i ran both classes and then i learned later everybody else had a four barrel on because they were running another series rules right so uh that's called the was that the traditional challenge race yeah excuse me so uh at that race at that time it's changed this year but you know it was all of the wingless sprint card series were basically you had to run your set of rules so we had four barrel carburetors there i don't know if we had any injected cars there or not but um no that was grand forks but both nights yeah yeah but both nights um i think three of the top five were two barrel carburetors without the wings and then the second night i was one of them the top three were all two barrel carburetor motors so you know clearly it wasn't didn't make a difference on a wingless car for sure um and then you go out with your two barrel carburetor with a wing and get fourth i actually led a lap right and it's funny because i did not ever dream i would ever be competitive at cedar lake speedway with a wing sprint car so my first lap, 
um, I had the zero zero car alongside of me. Yep. And I beat him into the first corner. I beat him down the back straightaway, and I I kind of swept up in front of him, and rounded the corner off on the bottom. Almost ran over the tires, but which is no big deal. I found out it don't hurt hardly at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out <laughs> good, good advice. <laughs> my first lap, I led the first lap, and my first lap, then uh, Delansky came around me on the outside, and Harry Hansen came around me on the outside. And then that zero zero car kind of picked his way around me on the outside, and um, and so I stayed about mid track going down the straightaways because I didn't think I'd be competitive, and I did not want to squeeze somebody into the wall. Mm-hmm. And I I said apparently the outside is fast, but I'm not going to run there because I don't want to blow my motor up. Mm-hmm. So I I was running mid track down the straightaways, shutting down, rolling through the bottom on the corners, and nobody else passed me. But my first lap was a full second faster than the rest of my laps were. Yeah, My second lap was half a second slower, and then lap three on were a full second slower than my first lap was. Right. Which is funny because with that two-barrel carburetor on there, if I had moved up on the cushion, I could have held it wide open all the way around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could have done what I did the first lap, and I would have stayed with Harry Hansen all the way through that race. If I didn't, If I knew I could have ran up high in the straightaways, right. I could have stayed with Harry Hansen all the way through because I only finished like 11 seconds down and we ran 25 laps. And I know lap the track got slower, but if I had done what I was doing the first lap right. with that you, two barrel carburetor, right yeah. yeah. No, I mean, well, on those two, those two nights, I think both nights we didn't run the heat race because it was just too much work for us to get back and forth. So I started 18th and got to six both nights. Yeah, um, with a two barrel. Yeah, with a two barrel, and uh, so I mean, so as much as uh, mm. you know, it's a popular opinion around some of the pit areas um, that you, you know, you need the four barrel for this or that. It's I mean, the bottom line is, and this is why we locked the rules. The bottom line is with the two barrel on, with the uh, without the wing. I mean, you got to go out there and you got to you got to drive the race car. Yeah. You got to get everything you can get out of that race car. You got to do it every single night. You can't hide behind your dyno, your shock, no. or any other uh, garbage. Put that four barrel on. That stuff starts to matter. And I think that's part of the problem. I think that's the reason why we got so much pushback to put the four barrels on. Because uh, I think there's some guys out there that are frustrated that you know guys like me and you are are able to run with them. Yeah. Um. Because you know, well, we haven't we haven't dynoed our motors and we didn't buy 14 carburetors and find the best one and what I mean. That's and that's what this is about. It's about you know going out there and showing who you are and how fast you are and proving it every single night. So and I'll stand behind that you know statement one hundred percent of the time. So you know you think uh, you think you're fast? We'll come find out. So how many different carburetors did you own when you had the late model? Um, we actually we only ever ran one. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't we didn't play the musical carburetor game, but <laughs> a lot of guys did. I mean, a lot of guys still do. Um, you know, switching from gas to alcohol and all this other you know just. This, this beautiful thing about this is you, you literally push the thing off and the driver makes 80% of the difference. Yeah. And, you know, and I do think that that's why, you know, there's been some pushback in the past. You know, they say, well, well you know, they will want to go, we want to go faster. We don't need to go faster. First off, we're going plenty fast. I want to go faster. <laughs> it's uh, we all want to go faster, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you put that four barrel on, it doesn't make enough of a difference no. to, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and we proved it because we beat them. Um, but on the and same this, side, and this series is so competitive the way it is with the rules package that it's got now. Right. Why would Why would you want to mess with that? Oh, we don't. And we're not going <laughs> I mean, to. 
and we're not going to. But that's uh, uh, anyway. Not to cut off your cut off your story, but that's with the wings, which are coming, you know, to this area. Um, you know, that's the biggest difference. Cars a little bit harder on tires, yeah, than uh, than they are without the wing. But um, you know, we have a wing rule, wing angle rule, which is probably the one of the biggest factors that makes these cars fast and and competitive. Is that you know when you got more horsepower, they tip the wing, you know almost straight up and down yeah. and make a ton of downforce, you know, but it makes it impossible to follow somebody. Right. Right. And so the air gets really dirty behind the cars. And so it, uh, it just, you know, sprint car racing is in general, just is not, not all that exciting to watch anymore professionally. I mean, they're ridiculously fast, but, um, I don't remember the official numbers, but you know, our cars, our fastest cars were only, you know, a second and a half slower than the, the fastest, world of outlaw cars on the same night on the same track so you know a second and a half is nothing in comparison and the only reason you can tell the difference is because they're both on the same track at the same on the same night so otherwise you wouldn't know the difference. but a second and a half and stephanie is, would apparently yeah she can she, <laughs> that's amazing she can tell uh, well she's actually you know it's really funny because she's really really good at watching something happen on the racetrack and and tell you exactly what happened. She'd yeah. make a perfect corner judge. Well, there you go. Because when we're I, looking for officials, well, we don't need judges because we don't make calls. Well, but we need but, people. Um, <laughs> well, she can make a call if she wants. With but when I got <laughs> when I crashed in Cedar Lake, I was they were putting all the parts of my car on my trailer, and I was standing on my trailer looking at everything, and I I was just not happy. I was voicing my opinion. Really. And uh, Stephanie says. Maybe you should watch the video before you get real bad. Yeah. And I said, there's a video? She goes, well, you didn't exactly stay on the cushion like you said you were going to. Yeah. And I said, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was pretty sure I went wide open into the corner on the cushion. Yeah. <laughs> and I got ran over. I yeah. was pretty confident in that. <laughs> that that's what had happened. <laughs> but nope. she told me, no, you uh, you didn't exactly go in on the cushion like you said you were going to. And then I watched the video, and she was right. Yep. And I watched it like a thousand times. Yep. <laughs> and I shut down and rotated the car, and I didn't stay on the cushion like I told everybody I was going to. Yep. So I can't give the other car all the credit for that. <laughs> it was it was a there was like, shared ownership yeah, of that accident. Like I was trying to do. Right, right. Uh, in the heat of the moment, you're trying to blame somebody else because I know, but yep. you know, she is really good at watching something that happened and say, "Here's what happened." And apparently, she's uh, she's awesome. good at, at centering you again. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say awesome. She's awesome at calling him out too. Right, right. <laughs> right. So. Um, so what do you think? I mean, obviously you uh, you love the wing, and uh, I mean you're you're plenty competitive without the wing. It just uh, some setup stuff. And, and yeah, I was upside down on my setups all summer. Right. See, when Kenny crashed, everybody said he had his right rear end too far, so he had too much bite on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. all summer this year, I'm pulling it in, pulling it in, trying to get more bite on it. Mm -hmm. And I had it at 16 inches off the frame for the center of the right rear, which is about four inches too close to be safe. And uh Josh don't care. No, that's actually <laughs> he'd rather have it standing on the right rear so you can be absolutely certain that all of the weight of the car was on the right rear and there was no more available, period. But it wasn't working because the right front was taking everything. Yep. But the right front doesn't drive the car. 
Not very well. So, <laughs> <laughs> since the right front was taking everything, it was actually spinning me out. Yeah. So I had to learn how to do 360s. And yeah. No. Yeah, you've got that pretty well mastered. <laughs> yeah. You can't call Josh the showstopper because the, the caution never comes out when, unless he's upside down. The caution will never come out. He'll just keep on trucking. <laughs> we, we just got to teach him you got to wait until after the checkered flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Troy will, Troy will show you the victory donuts, but. Uh, yeah, you have to yeah. you have to get that far first. You got to get to the end. <laughs> I was, oh, I know what it is. It's the halfway celebration. Nothing's fallen off the car yet. Right. We went someplace and somebody had a nickname, and and he said, "Oh, that's a heck of a nickname to give me." I said, "At least I don't call you Krispy Kreme." <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, well, I do as many donuts as I do. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, oh uh, my goodness. <laughs> so. So anyway, what's, uh, I mean, what do you love about it? What don't you like about it? I mean, your dad obviously got a car now, so he can, yeah, he can test out all those driving theories. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and he did too. in Bemidji. Yep. But anyways, the people are awesome. They're all competitive. Everybody, we're real race car drivers. You know, we say it's all fun. It's, we don't do points. We don't want to do points because we don't want to get down that road, but we are all real race car drivers and we all want to win that race mm-hmm. and we're going to do whatever we have to on the track to get to the front. Even if it's a thousand dollar fine and the year suspended, yeah. Josh don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if we're coming down, coming off turn four at Cedar Lake, these cars are what? 70 inches wide. Yeah. And Kaylee's on the outside of me. I'll be 72 inches from that wall. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I can, I can say it with... And if it's just dad up there, he's going to be 68 inches from the wall. <laughs> well, I can say with absolute certainty if it's coming for the checkered flag at Cedar Lake, because I've never won there either. Yeah. And I that's that's my like lifelong goal to win a race at Cedar Lake. Yeah. So I mean, go ahead and make her 68 if you want, but I'll, I'm still going to fit in there. That's what, and that's the way our whole group is that way. We are going to do what we need to to win that race yeah shy of crashing each other hopefully the the nerf bars is four inches in from the outside of the tires so 68 years still got room (laughs) yeah not not a whole lot but bank small well (laughs) it's gonna be whoever flips over the line first is gonna get it (laughs) so i don't know how how high in the air a transponder can read but (laughs) that's what we find out out, we're gonna have to go to the tape on this one pat but then then after the races though it's like a bunch of friends in the pits yep you almost got me there you got me there whatever you know and everybody got along so good all summer and i hope that doesn't go away ever but that's um, the the uh we know we know that there will be uh there will be people that come to join us at some point that are gonna be but you know that that spirit's gonna be hard to break as long as you know all of the people that we have right now which you know there's 21 i think that all are gonna fit in together really well um you know, that's, I don't think you're going to want to stick around very long if you've got that attitude. And I think a lot of the guys um, that have that attitude in other series that could come race with us um, have stayed away. You know, one, because, of course, they want more money to win. Because, um, yeah. you know, that, like they, they deserve it. Basically, uh, it's because they just don't get it. Well, right. And, uh, but, uh, you know, other than that, it's just, you know, it's, you got to, you you can't be a grumpy, you know, fun hater and come and race with us because yeah. we won't let you. We'll drag you in the pit area and and uh, you know get everybody in the middle talking and laughing. And I think uh, 
John John Lure, one of his first nights. He came to Bemidji, I think, uh, two years ago, and it was yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, no, we only got the one night in, but um, I went to him after the heat race, and and he looked pretty bummed, you know. And I said, Johnny, how'd you do? He said, Oh man, I, this this track is tough. He said, I I spun out. I was doing donuts in the infield in the water. He said I was spraying water. I was like, this I look like a just a complete joke. And I said, Johnny, next time you do that, you gotta put your hand out at the top and start screaming, America! <laughs> I said, we're here to have fun, man. I said, thanks for putting on a show, you know. And you know, and it lightened him up. But I, you know, I think in some of the other places you race, you know. You know they're you know judgy whatever, yeah. but I mean we're we're having a blast. And that's safe. You do donuts all the time. Oh eh? yeah, I mean <laughs> it's not hard. I mean <laughs> once you realize it's not gonna come back, you just stand on the gas and wait till it's pointed the right direction just again. Keep on trucking. Yeah, so no, but that's I mean you know we uh, that's that's another guy that we should talk to and, and see if we can get on the podcast because he would probably give us a good perspective because he's. He's kind of entrenched in both worlds, and, yeah. um, you know, but we claim him as one of ours because he's, uh, you know, he's an awesome guy and he's got that same mentality that we do. So, and he won his first feature this year. He did, he did, and he and he it earned was, it. Yeah, and he earned it. He, uh, yeah, we actually talked, I think, a little bit with Nick. Yeah, but yeah, we. Uh, it was a three-way battle, and he. Uh, I was not on that night. <laughs> no, 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 you were not. The night before you were. Kaylee lapped me that night. <laughs> yeah, the night before you were on. The, was, the uh, whole problem you had that night was there was no donuts involved. Right. No, I was, uh, no, I couldn't get a hold of anything. I spent <laughs> I spent four laps behind Trambath, spinning my tires, and finally I had my right rear so hot I couldn't get a hold of anything if I idled. Right. And I just gave up trying to hook up, and I said, uh, I was just driving around, and I said, it was like getting groceries. I hate driving to town to get groceries. This sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, I was about half throttled down the straightaway, shut down, idle around the corner. I said, screw it. I'm going to have fun. So, I Tokyo drifted all the way around the racetrack. I was sideways all the way around the racetrack for about three laps. And said, well, I bet the fans are tired of getting dirt in their eyes by right. now. The right rear had not cooled down at this point. No. <laughs> Actually, it might have been going the other way. <laughs> then cars started lapping me, so I had to settle down straighten up a little bit <laughs> so but but yeah that's the uh you know you fit right in with uh with our group that's i love how simple the cars are and my whole family can work on the car and, right. and my son there's not one thing on that car he can't take off and put back on mm -hmm. and he built that car with me last spring um after i painted the frame and we spent a day putting it back together and he did just as much as I did on putting that car together. And this fall, I asked him, is there anything you don't think you can do on that race car? Because if there is, we'll go out and we'll do it. Yep. And he said, um, I don't want to push the torque tube in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much the very middle of the car. So. Yeah. <laughs> All cars built around it. Yeah. Awesome. And so is he, uh, he's what, 14? 14. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is he going to? Is he gonna drive the uh, the Hornet this year? He already told me, Dad, wouldn't it be awesome if I won my first race in a Hornet? <laughs> I said, I sure would. But I, <laughs> That's awesome. I was I'm not to... gonna I'm not gonna crush anybody's dreams, <clears throat> yep. but I don't think uh, winning your first race ever in a race car is gonna really be probable. 
<laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. I thought I was going to win my first time in a sprint well, car. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get Dave to start coaching him. Give him some, give yeah. him some driving tips. <laughs> if you'll listen to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. He probably doesn't have the, the correct genetics. Huh? The last year, man ain't a very good listener. My first year in a sprint car, my dad was trying to tell me, you got to lift here. You got to do this. You're rotating too early or whatever. And I'm like, just wait till you have a car. Well, now he does. And now he does. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Will show me. No, it's, uh, well, it's. uh, See, kid, I always told you I was going to lead by example. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we couldn't, uh, couldn't be more blessed with the people that we have in the, in the series. And, uh, yeah, what else? I mean, what else? What do you got going on for the winter? I know you're getting into archery now. Yeah, it's archery season now. Indoor target archery. I'm going to do the Minnesota State Archery stuff with Logan. and Logan's your boy. Yeah. And um, he's in NASP, and I'm coaching the school NASP team. And uh, he, Emma's in that. But she doesn't do Emma's the Emma's your daughter, who yep. is how old? 13. 13, okay. And she's not – she doesn't want to do the recurve stuff that Logan and I do. Mm-hmm. She just wants to do the Genesis stuff with the school. But um, – no idea what uh, any of that means. When I, a re- recurve is the old Robin Hood style bow, yeah, and yeah. the Genesis stuff is the compound, right from the, the hunting, the hunting the style bows. Yeah, <laughs> see, when I couldn't afford to race years ago, mm-hmm. but I want to do something competitively. So I'm not very athletic, so I had to find something that you could do while standing still. Yep. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm I'm going to call BS on that because I watched a video of you on your Facebook page. Where you were laying on a creeper with one of those silly ass <laughs> hoverboard things. Yeah. Yep. Oh, He's yeah. on the street in front of his house with his elbows on this. You lean on it to go forward, lean the other way to go backwards board. The two and a creeper. <laughs> yep. And racing around the street. And he couldn't keep it straight then either. He was out there whipping donuts. <laughs> well, you got to keep it interesting. <laughs> well, I had to be away from your house, though, right? I mean, do you even have a paved road? That like, was at a friend's house. Okay. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I thought. I was going to say, I thought there were a lot of dirt roads. Road I have Josh's some house. friends in high places. <laughs> they, have, they have asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> and a hoverboard. <laughs> no, no, Josh, you, got, you had a nice boat, actually. I remember when I stopped yeah. at the house, there was a, you had a nice boat. You had, I mean, you're not... You know, I don't want to that paint was, the picture like you're like you're uh, you're, you're certainly not poor. That it's was not another. That. You're just very very uh, married. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing. Um, I wanted to learn how to water ski. Yep. But my pontoon boat was way too slow. Yep. So I bought that fishing boat, really cheap, with a 210 horse inboard Chevy engine in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, now I can learn how to water ski. The problem with a fishing boat, they're built to be stable, mm-hmm. so the water's not real settled down behind it until you get a ways back there. Yep. Yeah, and longer rope. Yeah. yeah. So we got a longer rope. We got like 75 feet or 80 feet or yeah. something like Can't that. Can't quite see the skier back there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, so You can still see him until he falls the down. Curve, so after, curve of the horizon. <laughs> after I got my boat, my dad had to get one faster than mine. Oh, and which, tell you how to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we raced through the channel between Bass Lake, North Part, and South Part, and I had to cut a corner to beat him. Oh, boy. And I beat him. But uh, I beat him. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. Enough said. How, how wet did you get? <laughs> well, <laughs> not real. <laughs> but, anyways, then his boat was got, his is made for skiing and stuff behind. So we got my 9,000 foot ski rope 
<laughs> and he used to water ski back when he was younger. And they used to play this game game called Dunk the Dummy. <laughs> oh, I've played that game. It's oh, not fun. It's really weird because I got on the right side of the wake and he made a left-hand corner. You try to make a corner on water skis and the bolt's pulling you to the inside. Okay. And you can't carve that outside ski. So the he straightened out then and the wake swallowed the left ski. And I pulled it up out of the water. And the signals for water skiing, you go thumbs up to go faster, thumbs down to go slower. And apparently you pick up a ski means full tilt and don't look back. <laughs> you didn't know, you didn't know that. See, you didn't know that. You no, just, no, I didn't know that. I was just trying to stay above water. See, this is <laughs> see, this is all education. I, the only thing I knew about water skiing was, like, when you want to go, you don't say, like, go ahead or, or let's do it. You say, hit it. Like like you're directing Chuck Berry to, 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 to well, do that. Next thing I know, everybody's GPS on Bass Lake is off 15 feet because my face moved it over. (laughs) Turns out. Oh, yeah. So so I thought I was good at water skiing (laughs) until uh, Until Doug Fidomi came on. (laughs) Dad was dunking the Krispy Kremes. So he wanted a water ski. My dad did. After that. After that. He was okay. So so Okay, so Dave isn't exactly all together so there. It's kinda of like the round of Rochambeau, right? Like where you just you stop after one. No no. No, we're good. Let's go. Okay, so let's go again. So my dad my dad says Okay, mom's going to drive the boat. Oh, yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, okay, oh, no. That's why. So he gets in the water and says, you know, we don't really have enough daylight for this. <laughs> so he never actually got on the skis, yep. which was my mom was going to drive the boat, but I was going to get a hold of the rope, and yep. he was not going to stay on them skis. <laughs> One way or the other. <laughs> I, can, I can think a lot of other, you know, not, not dunk the dummy, you know. <laughs> but probably better not. <laughs> oh man! So, yeah, so that's that, that was a fun. So summer. that was the family, uh, the family water skiing trip. <laughs> that was Fourth of July weekend. Good times. I learned how to water ski and how to, how to uh, crash move on GPS. water skis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, move a lake over. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably safer in a sprint car. At least the fans are protected. I think from so. <laughs> well, not when he's looking dirt at them. To some, to some extent, anyway. And so, well, Josh, it's been a pleasure having you. Really appreciate it. Is there anything else? Any sponsors? Any? I don't remember. Cavison. Oh, yeah. Cavison Incorporated. Yeah. See, they're one of my uh, customers. Yep. They're actually my first customer. Okay. And uh, the wing program came along, and I asked them if they'd want to help support my wing program because I spent all I wanted to on my non-wing stuff, and I wanted a set of wings mm-hmm. and a carburetor to go with them, which I turned out not needing. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so they were happy to get on board with my wing program, so I they were the only sponsor on my wing, and I put them on the side of the car, too, for the non-wing stuff. And, and uh, I didn't really want to put my number on my wing because I just wanted – my wing and their name but i'm so much easier to keep track of right. with a number on the wing <laughs> right absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah is there a place that uh that folks could find is it josh brayford racing facebook page well i got my own personal facebook page okay and i just do everything off that everything's public i got all my onboard videos 
I even shared the ones I'm not very good in. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I want I learn from my mistakes. Absolutely, yeah. And I want everybody else to learn from my mistakes so they don't make them too. Right. Because if they make my mistakes and they're in front of me, <laughs> dunk the dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, you can get to the wilderness repair site. Okay. And um, I share all the wilderness repair stuff on my personal page too, which I don't know. I'm not a real high-tech kind of a guy. So I don't know how to do all that. Efficiently. Neither do I. <laughs> well, hey, you, you managed to post those videos, which are, yeah. if you haven't had a chance to check them out, um, Josh's onboard videos are very, they're very cool. If nothing else, they're entertaining. No, oh, they're, and I mean, it's a new perspective on the race. Yeah. It's a new perspective of, you know, going around the different tracks. And Every now and then you can actually hear him yelling on there. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm Did not you? real sure what he says, but I... <laughs> oh, you speak my language. <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, I'm not interpreting, though. <laughs> so I have a 360 camera so yes. on my car. Yep. And I do the watch me stuff for the uh, Facebook because it's easier, but then I put the 360 view on uh, YouTube. Okay. So you can look around if you got a VR set or you can use your cell phone and look around. Yep. And I got some really good footage of stuff going on behind me. Yep. Uh, from my 360 camera, like Tyler's crash. Like Tyler's and, crash. Yep. And Kaylee bicycling. Yep. That yep. was yep. pretty good a one too. Acrobatic moments. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not to You're, be outdone. Yeah. So, so what's your YouTube channel address? My name, Josh Brayford. M Y N A M E. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. No, if you just um go to youtube and just search josh brayford it'll bring you to all my videos my okay. archery videos and everything is on there so if you want to learn what a recurve is yeah or yeah. a genesis <laughs> and a genesis it's too bad the yeah. too bad the water skiing tapes aren't on there yeah i didn't have any <laughs> cameras back then but... the gps relocation <laughs> service <laughs> right right <laughs> So, no, that's awesome. Well, uh, um, yeah, check Josh out on Facebook and YouTube. And Obviously on YouTube because there's more content there. When you need yeah. stuff repaired, wilderness. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Wilderness anything. repair. Josh anything. will fix anything. I had a guy who brought me one of those little teeny tiny weed whackers. Or not a weed whacker, but a rototiller that with a two-cycle motor on it. Yep. He said, can you make this run? You better believe it. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. well, I, I saw a one picture on there looked like you had an excavator that's actually a feller buncher for cutting trees okay and it barely fit through the door the machine's 11 foot 6 inches wide my door is 11 foot 10 <laughs> it's 11 foot 10 and a half now <laughs> oops <laughs> hey that'll fit better now <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a miscalculation but hey whatever if it fits in the shop i'll work on it in the shop if it won't fit in the shop i guess we'll work on it outside yeah that's and you gotta instruct i work on those outside trust me you, you will never find another another more handy more gentle amazing person than josh Brayford. So thank, you. thank you so much for coming and uh Keep an eye on uh, our website, nrsprints.com, for some updates coming soon for next season. Um, and the Facebook page at, at facebook.com backslash nrsprints. nrsprints. And that's the Renegades on Dirt page. will take you to us and these, and we'll try to keep things updated about the series on there as well. Northern Renegades TV for if you want to watch the uh, some of the stuff from last season and see Josh in action. Um, 
And the Krispy Kreme cutter. <laughs> the something Randy doesn't know, the schedule is actually really close to being I'm not gonna say done, but by this time next month I believe we'll actually have a schedule out. So don't take me wrong, I love racing without the wing. Yep. Because it's so much more technical. Yep. But w- w- when you put the traction to these cars, they're so fun to drive. <laughs> I, I hope we get to run wings in Grand Rapids because I have a lot of friends that have never seen wing sprint cars. Yep. And I think they'll just be awesome. Well, I think there's a very distinct possibility that we run them and uh, maybe a couple other places as well. So, so stay tuned because there are many exciting things still coming to be announced. Winged exhibitions are on the menu. Doesn't mean they're being served. They're just on the menu. I'm just gonna put my wings on one night. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Obviously, we don't make any calls. I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send your dad over there. Is what I'm gonna do. So, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how you end up there. So he'd probably still beat me. <laughs> so and that's Josh Brayford in the number 56 non-wing sprint car. Right. <laughs> Check him out on Facebook and on his YouTube at Josh Brayford. B-R-A-F-O-R-D. I still got to get that last race from Bemidji on my Facebook page, my onboard. Yep. I put my dad and Troy on the front row, and I thought for sure that we'd have a six-car race going on. I couldn't nope. believe yeah. them Whoops. guys took off Not like they so did. <laughs> Not so much, yeah. No, we were <laughs> just trying to get up to even on the same straightaway. Though, yeah. So. But, All right, uh, we're getting out of here. This is Randy. So much. This is Renegades on Dirt. Josh, thanks for coming. and Thanks for having me. Sharing your summer with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you again this summer. And we want to thank Palmer's Tavern, Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, and Residlo's Old World Meats <laughs> for their meat stacks. And I think we actually might have a care package of Liquid Nitro and Old World Meat snack sticks for you. It's freezing in my truck right now. Perfect. Good. I didn't have lunch. <laughs> awesome. That's a definite bonus. Actually, I, I'm surprised I'm hungry because I just ate like a week ago. <laughs> Okay, shut up now. We're leaving. <laughs> Bye. Well, there you've done your first.